Hello, this is Dr. Ned Hallowell, and welcome to Dr. Hallowell's Wonderful World of Different. Today we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Yakini Pierce, and she is devoting her life to making the world better for people who have the fascinating condition called ADHD. But her own story is worth hearing first, I think, as kind of an introduction to how she got to where she is today. She's a, a really interesting lady, but let me let her tell you about herself herself. So, Yakini, welcome to the podcast. And would you just jump in and tell our listeners about yourself? Absolutely, Ned. So thank you so much for having me. So I am Yakini Pierce, as Ned has said, and I am a single mom to two beautiful children. My oldest is 12 years old, and she was diagnosed with ADHD last year with the inattentive type. And then my son was diagnosed about five years ago with the hyperactivity impulsive type. And then I was recently diagnosed last year also. And so I wasn't diagnosed. Uh, yes. <laughs> Actually, that is a validation for me, but we'll get into that. I wasn't diagnosed with a specific type, but I was diagnosed with a comorbidity of anxiety, depression. And mm-hmm. so it's been a very good journey for me. I've learned so much, not just about my children, but about myself through this journey. And I decided to just take a step up or do a little bit extra by advocating for parents. So I advocate my platforms called ADHD Love, and I advocate for parents with ADHD and parents with children with ADHD. And we'll talk more about that. How about your life before you'd even heard of ADHD growing up? And what kind of school did you go to? And where did you grow up? So I grew up um, in an area called Huber Heights, Ohio. So Mm -hmm. it is a suburb of Dayton, Ohio. And I went to a public school most of my life. I started off in a Christian school, and then I moved to a public school, and I graduated out of the public school system. For me, the reason why it was difficult was because, so all the things that I've learned today are symptoms of ADHD. I didn't realize were symptoms of ADHD at that time. So, for Mm -hmm. example, I really struggled with friendships and relationships, I just didn't know how to make friends and I didn't know how to keep them. I struggled in class in terms of I would get bored very quickly. My mind would wander. I would sometimes Mm -hmm. fall asleep in class. I mean, my falling Mm -hmm. asleep got so bad that they actually told me I should go see a doctor, but more for, you know, was I anemic or, and then he also, he he did say I was anemic and he, he also diagnosed me for hypoglycemia. But even when mm-hmm. I took these supplements for that, I still fell asleep in class. <laughs> and so I struggled with grades. I, and when I say struggled, I was a pretty bright student. Don't get me wrong, but I worked so hard to get even the grades that I did. And I mean, I would have to read things over and over again, the same passage just to try to comprehend it. And I tried so many different ways. I mean, there was just struggles just throughout my life that I never knew was tied to ADHD. And I can give you a laundry list. I mean, pretty no, much. No, no, I, 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 can, I, can, I can list it too. But you thought you just needed to work harder, right? It, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I just thought yeah. that I needed to work harder. And that's also what my teachers say. Right. My teachers said that you are doing great. You just need to apply yourself a little bit more. And that was so frustrating right. for me because I was. <laughs> you, were, you were trying as hard as you could. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and underachieving. So you were getting by on grit and a, a high IQ. Every day, Ned. I mean, every day I was studying hard. And let me tell you something. My study skills got so bad. And my mom, my mom and I actually just talked about this recently. I used to put so much pressure on myself that by the time I got to college, my hair was literally thinning and falling out and I was, you know, losing weight. I mean, it was just a really bad situation because I wow. wanted to do well in school and it wow. just got worse for me. Yeah. Did you ever consult a mental health professional? During that time, I did not. I just mm -hmm. pushed through school. I pushed through what I was going through. I just mm -hmm. wanted to graduate. Yeah. No, I, I never thought about it at that time. So you're living by the good old work ethic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and nobody, nobody thought of ADHD as an explanation. No, I mean, I, I never heard of, at least I don't remember hearing of ADHD until my children came along and all the situations that were going on with them. But I so, never so, heard let of me ADHD. Just, let me just interrupt. How, how old are you now? I am 46 now. So you would have been in high school, you would have been... Uh, well, I graduated okay. at 17, so yeah, almost. Okay, so yeah. 30, 30 years ago, people were just starting to hear about ADHD. Driven to Distraction came out in 1994, and that's around the time you were graduating from high school. So right. it makes sense that you didn't, you hadn't heard of it. Right, and, then, and what were they going to do if somebody did bring it up, right? Because, because people didn't really know about it. I mean, people are still learning about it today. <laughs> So yeah. imagine what people would have been doing, you know, years ago, maybe put me on medication. I mean, yeah. so, yeah, the struggles back then were very real. So let's see. So you, you managed to graduate college? Yes, I graduated where, college. Where did you go? So I actually went to University of Cincinnati and uh -huh. I graduated with an engineering degree. It was a five-year program, and I was determined to graduate in five years because that was the longest five years of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did that. Then after that, and I barely, I mean, I graduated, I think it was like a 2-9 or something like that. So uh -huh, I really, uh -huh. really pushed myself. Right. And then I went back to school again, and I got a second degree in communications. So I have a bachelor's in art in mass communications. And then I went back a third time. Recently, I graduated last year, 2020, with my MBA. And I'm going to tell you something. I did the best with my MBA. I got a 4.0. And a big part of it was I just didn't put the stress on myself. Uh -huh. I mean, I just allowed myself to flow. I, I was not afraid to ask questions when I needed to ask questions, get mm -hmm. help when I needed to get help. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just like a revelation <laughs> in the last couple of years when I went through my MBA degree program. But you, so. you'd had your ADHD diagnosed by then, right? I didn't have the ADHD diagnosed by then, but I oh, knew about it okay. because I was going through getting my children where they needed to be, right? So okay. my son, I started the process about seven years ago. I'm sorry to interrupt again. I interrupt sure. when I have a question that I think- No, no, you're fine. You're I, fine. That I think listeners would have. Sure. So you didn't. You didn't mention- marriage or having children. And, and so when, when did that happen? Yeah. So I got married, I want to say around 2008, maybe. And then I got divorced uh, about five, six years later. And can you, without being more personal than you want to be, 
Can you tell us what went wrong with your marriage? With the marriage? We just did not connect. And it could have been a lot of the not knowing how to build relationships from either one of our side. So we really just did not connect and did not, we were just not able to work together through issues and situations. And we had therapists. So well, why, why we, did you, why did you marry him in the first place? Because I really thought it was a God sent me him type thing. Literally. Uh-huh. I mean, I had been single for a very long time. I had graduated, been working for a while. I was ready to make that next step. And I was um, going to a particular church and I just thought it was the right time. And it probably really wasn't the right time. Uh-huh. 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 So, so you divorced amicably? I mean, there was no... Yeah, I mean, we divorced. It wasn't amicable in the beginning, but we've grown to, because of the children, I think we've just grown to be able to work with each other as they are getting through school. So it, it, we just both decided it was just best for them. Wow. Okay. So here you are, a single mom, and you've got these two kids and you now know about ADHD, and so you decide to go get an MBA, a third degree. Why did you decide to do that? So at the time, I was working for a company, and it was just really difficult for me. I'd been there almost 12 years. I just felt like I wasn't being appreciated, and I, because I was working so hard to do so well. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to take a a new step in a new direction and Mm -hmm. having my MBA was going to give me that. But ironically, Mm -hmm. I started the MBA program and already was able to get another job. So it ended up being that I didn't need the MBA, but I decided to go ahead and finish it because I thought, you know, that's going to be something for me. Let's explain. Now, you were working a job while you were getting your MBA? Yes. So I was working a job while I was getting an MBA. What what, what were you doing? So my background and what I do today also, it's called, it's product manager. So Uh I'm a global product manager and I manage a bunch of products. So you were doing that and raising two children. Yes. Yes. I was doing that. And going to school. And going to school and dealing with the pandemic. So we were also at home during that last year. So, yeah, it was. So how many hours in a classroom do you spend getting an MBA or did you get it online? It was a hybrid program. So we did both. We had some classes that were in class and then some that were online. And then obviously during the pandemic, it all went online. Wow. So then you got your 4.0. You got your MBA. How did your life change after that? So what was interesting, it was during that time, well, I will say a little bit before that I decided to change my direction just overall in my life. And that's when I started to say, you know what, I don't want the parents to go through what I'm going through. I'm going to start something where they can come, like I said, ask questions, have a one-stop shop of information. So I I decided to start that information base, that database and the advocate program. So that's really what changed my life. Finding out about my children having ADHD, putting things in place for them so they could get through their day-to-day life, and then learning from that from myself, and then using all those tools to put information together for other parents. So that really is what has changed my direction in my life. Okay, be a little bit more specific. What changed your life? 
So when I started my journey with my children, I felt like I was the only person that had children that had ADHD. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh, seriously, uh-huh. Right. because I just did not have that community. One of the things that I found, there was a couple of things that I found. One, there wasn't a lot of people like me talking about mental health issues, period. And then there weren't a lot of parents around me who had children that had ADHD, even though the number is actually pretty huge, right? But I didn't know that at the time. So what changed my life is the fact that after learning about all of this information, I said, you know what? I want to be an advocate. I want to be an advocate for people like me that do not um, have others of people of color that are talking about these type of issues. But also I want to have a parent base. I want parents to be able to come to somewhere and get every bit of information that they need. And so that's how I'm growing my database so they can come and, and just learn about everything that they can learn about their children. And to do that, they go to ADHDlove2020.com? Yes. Okay. How long has that site been up? So there is a couple of things. So the ADHDlove2020, that's how they can reach me through all channels. And all of that has been up for probably about a year and a half now. So there's a lot of good information out there. There's just so much more I plan to compile, but there's a lot of good information out there because I interview other parents. So they share their experiences. I also interview other professionals. So doctors and coaches and educators, so they can share tips and tricks on how to manage certain children's thinking process or how they will deal with their day-to-day period. And so that is the idea. Now, my ADHD Love 2020, my website right now goes to a merchandise site, but that's actually going to be changed to in the next month to a full site where everything will be connected. So still keep that website address because that's going to be where your one stop where you can get to everything that I just talked about. But now let me ask you maybe a crass question, but not many people, single moms, go and get a MBA with a 4.0 and decide to take on a project that will not generate much income. Most people who get an MBA do so with the uh, intent of making a lot of money. Yeah, and it's a balance. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm still doing, so I have my coaching project I'm going to be starting. And then I also have a real estate business that I am partnering with my mom in. So there's still other things that are going on. And I still have my full-time job. So I still am making money somewhere, but I think this but, is so- But come on, come on now. What I'm trying to get at is your motivation was yeah. clearly to give back and not to make a lot of money. No, not from yeah. that. Not at all. No. So and everybody what, keeps telling me that I need to. <laughs> they keep saying, you need to charge for this. And I'm like, oh, I just want to put the information out there for now. <laughs> so. uh, l- let me, a word of advice, don't charge for it. it, you, you, <laughs> right. it in the long run, what goes around comes around. I've been doing it my whole life. I give everything away. What you give away, you're religious. The good Lord will look out for you. So, you know, I applaud you. But I'm just saying it's pretty unusual for someone to work that hard and then end up with a project that is primarily altruistic. I I know there's not much money in uh, educating people about ADHD. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Now, are, are you feeling satisfied with what you're doing? 
Absolutely. I mean, and I'll have to say, I've always wanted to find something. I, I even said this when I first started my first corporate job, that I've always wanted to do something where I could help people. And I kept saying that 20 something years ago, and I finally found that thing. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you, Ned. Every time I put out a video or every time I put out a post or every time I talk to somebody through my direct messages, I'm like excited. And that's like every day. So it's been such a satisfying thing, especially for a person who has ADHD and who has been through multiple jobs. I mean, I've had my what I call my core jobs, but I've had many jobs throughout my life. And this is the first one where, I mean, I'm excited all of the time doing this. So, yes, it's, well, it's, it's just been that's, great. That's a fact about ADHD that a lot of people don't appreciate. We're very mission driven. If we have a mission the money almost doesn't matter. I mean, sure, you have to have money to live on. But if we have a mission, my gosh, we're motivated and we get behind it. You found your mission. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm excited. Then, how many people do you have working with you? I have two people. I just hired them like Sunday. <laughs> and again, I don't have income coming in for that, but that's okay because they're going to really start helping me put more information out there. So I just started, literally, we had our first meeting on Sunday. They must be excited about the mission themselves. They are. So you weren't able to tempt them with a high salary. You tempted them with a with a mission that they can get behind. Right. Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's a huge motivator and people underestimate how important it is. And you're, you're living proof of it. Yeah. And it's fun. It really is. How are your kids doing with their ADHD? They both struggle in their own ways. My son really in the beginning of his journey struggled extremely. He would just destroy things, right? Because when he really got angry, he literally would walk into classrooms and just take his anger out on people's desks, just throwing things around. Uh And to see him go from doing all of that to today where he is able to communicate his frustrations. I mean, he's still struggling with some things, which I'll mention in a second, but just to see the 180 because of me really focusing on having the right support system for him. So his struggles are, how do I say this? His struggles are not as, they're still there. So in other words, he still struggles with relationships. So I just talked to a specialist about how he feels like he doesn't have any friends. And so I am trying to work with her to put him in the right activity so he can learn how to build relationships. And there are going to be some activities where she's going to be involved to help him talk to people and learn to have a conversation, et cetera. So he has grown. I mean, he he's doing a lot better than he was when he was in kindergarten. Part of it is, is he's growing, right? He's getting older. Yeah. And things are changing. And so he's dealing with new struggles, but at least he's handling them differently. Yeah, He's yeah. not coming home angry and frustrated. Right. And, and instead, he comes home and tells me about it. Good. And your daughter is doing okay? Yes. And my daughter also. Um, I also put some things in place for her. And when I talk about putting things in place for my children, so my son is on an IEP. So he has, I call it a community around him who understands what he needs they put in place in terms of breaks. And if he's needing to get, have a quiet moment, he can use his noise cancellation, headphones, et cetera. Uh-huh. And then for my daughter, my daughter's more internalized. So she think takes everything 
to heart. So she also has a setup where if she is having a bad day or just wants to cry, she can walk down to the guidance counselor's office and just get it off her chest mm-hmm. because that's all mm-hmm. she needs to do. Because we put those things in place, that yeah. has really helped them even going to this new grade because with the new grades are going to. So my son is now in fifth. My daughter's in seventh. That means new schools, new principals, new teachers, everything, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even with these changes, they're doing well because I had already started the process like before school started to get the right things in place for them. So overall, I will say they're doing well. They sure are. And with your help. Now, a lot of listeners may have kids with ADHD and and not feel as positive about it as you are. What kinds of help might you offer them? The one thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to advocate for your child. Don't be afraid if you see that they need attention, assistance, whatever it is that they need in school to make their days better. Don't be afraid to ask for that. Don't be afraid to sit down with the staff there and have conversations about your child. One of the things I just, I ran into this recently where people felt, well, my child is not going to, my child needs to be more flexible. My child needs to walk into that classroom and needs to follow the rules and needs to do what they say that they are telling them to do. And I said, wait, well, just, just, just a minute. <laughs> if your brain is processing differently, if it receives information differently, if it processes information differently, then we should meet them where they are. And it's okay to meet them where they are. Exactly. As exactly. long as they get to the same type of goal, right? They're going to hit that same goal. Yeah. My kids are doing well because they're allowed to do things differently, walk down a different path to hit that same goal. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's okay. Believe me, the solution of... Uh, do what you're told and shut up. But that's been tried for thousands of years and it, it, it doesn't work. And so what we need to be is a little bit more creative like you are. But you've just got a wellspring of resilience and hope within you, which is which is wonderful. And I, I do you think you were just born with that? It's a dual thing. Yes, I think I am just a naturally positive. But my parents, I, I, I always tell people I am so blessed to have the parents that I have because they always always lifted me up when I was going through struggles. They always try to help put things in place. And ironically, some of the things that they put in place that I even still do today were systems that people put in place for people who have ADHD, you know, like planners and, you know, depending on who you are, lists may work, lists may not. Uh, But there's just certain things that they put in place, body doubling, right? So I've always, even in grade school, had people that I studied with. They just got me. And that also helps. So them uplifting me and then meeting me where I was every year, all the way through my senior year and even parts of college, they were always there for me. And that's what really helped. And don't get me wrong. I've had some negative years (laughs) to the point where my dad says, why are you so negative? Uh But I always came back around because Mm -hmm. my base was positivity. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it clearly is. You're an inspiration. I just can't tell you how much I admire what you're doing. Now, if people want to reach you, they should go to ADHDlove2020.com? Yes, they can reach me at ADHDlove2020.com, and they can also reach me literally on pretty much any site, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at ADHDlove2020 also. So you're all over social media? 
I am still brand good. new to a lot of it, but I'm all yeah. over there. <laughs> good, good. Didn't you and I meet on Clubhouse? We did. Yeah, that, that, that's, yes. how, that, that's how I we met. That. Yeah. Well, I hope every listener will go to ADHDlove2020.com. Yakini Pierce, you're a truly amazing woman, and I can't thank you enough for coming on. Listeners, if you want to write to us about this episode or have suggestions for future episodes as we get into this deeper and deeper, you should send it to different at hallowellcenter.org. So send your email or suggestion to the word different at hallowellcenter.org. That's different at hallowellcenter.org. We're trying to build a community, so the more of you that can send us uh, messages, the, the bigger the community will get and the more of you will be able to reach and bring you wonderful guests like Yakini Pierce. I can't thank you enough, Yakini. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I truly, truly appreciate it. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.